1: Welcome once again to Blakey's Boot Room here on Wales Online. Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato in the studio to discuss all the latest Bluebirds news. And chaps, we'll start, as always, with the uh, the previous game. Birmingham 1-1 won, won again. We hope Cardiff might win. And another late goal, last-minute uh, mm. heartbreak. Is, is that becoming a familiar theme, Blakey, or is it just because we've had a couple in uh, the last couple of weeks?
0: I think it's more the latter. We've had two in the last two games. Uh, Blackburn and Birmingham and... Um, It gives the impression that all of a sudden, oh, you know, we can keep conceding late goals. It's only been two or three times, and over the course of the season, it tends to happen. And I think the scoreline as well, when you're at one nil, you know, and it's the last 10, 15 minutes, you have a tendency to drop, you know, Mm. sit as a deep block and try and counter attack. And um, the way Cardiff play, you know, they're not a Fulham, they're not 20 passes a goal sort of thing. They're a more direct team, so you know they've got some very good defenders, some very big, strong defenders, uh, plus midfield, a lot of experience. So it makes sense to drop and try and hold on to a one-nil lead. But um, disappointing not to get over the line both times on both occasions. But you know I don't see it as a major problem. It's just you mm. know, one of those things. It might happen again in the next game.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but before it gets into the psyche gear, probably going to happen. Three or four, maybe five times before it comes a real issue.
1: Yeah, yeah, but probably not one poll that we we want to make a big song and dance about as a as a media company trying to get people to read about Cardiff City. But this season is, it's gone very flat, isn't it? All of a sudden, <laughs> the, the playoff dream is very much over. The relegation threat isn't there, and it's just it's just a, a very familiar theme every week, isn't it? Difficult for for players to get up for games, I suppose. Yeah, there's
2: always interesting stuff to read about <laughs> the Cardiff City. We've got to emphasise that on Wales Online. um to be honest with you, the Birmingham game, I, I've n- I don't think I've ever been short of an opinion or six myself. Um, I have no views on that game at all. It mm. was a bit of a nothing encounter. Mm. Cardiff are firmly ensconced in mid-table, where they will be for the rest of the season. That's very little to play for, no, to be honest with you. Um, and you have that feeling, I know Blakey has mentioned in the past, about the need to finish the season strongly so that Cardiff have got momentum, so they can hit the ground running at the start of next season.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think that's about the most positive thing we can say mm. moving forward now for the remaining matches, isn't it? Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, it's it's, it's disappointing, but like I've, I've, uh, I've said over the weekend, you know, rewind, what are we, March, rewind three months, mm. and we were sat here saying, you know, Cardiff can't buy a win. We don't know where you know mm. where we're going to be next season. We don't know whether we can hold on to uh, a championship place, or you know, realistically, mm. are we, you know, going down? So there's been so much. Let's, let's say not turmoil, but you know, at one point it was it was mm. doom, gloom, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were in a severe battle. And um, if not for the current manager I think that theme would have continued now it would have been more exciting for us <laughs> but let's be fair none of us would want to be really going through that experience of saying there's every chance we're gonna go down here yeah. if we don't beat and so then we got you know they're gonna get three points above us this is a six-pointer you know while it's exciting and you know you feel enthused by it, I'd still rather have this this lull that's building towards something else. But it I mean, it highlights as well the importance for the club. How you you know, how you deal with things on a general day to day, and your end goal. Your end goal if you're in a championship has always gotta to be to get promotion. Mm. Even if your budget is one of the highest, middle of the table, or one of the lowest, as a player, you're going into every season thinking, right, success. What is success? Well, ultimate success is getting out of this league and into the big boys' league. So, it's been it's been exciting at times this season, but I think Cardiff over the last few seasons have just gone into this rut of it fizzling out. Mm. Or it being relegation threatened and then fizzling out to to nothing. So, you know, those at the top need to know that. And I always say the top. I never say the management because the management is the middle of the club. And the board and the directors and the owner are the decision makers. And what decisions they make filter down and what they allow their manager to do will then affect his players and how they play. So I always say the top but um, they can't afford these seasons to continue to just fizzle out because what will happen is people will get bored of the experience of going to watch Cardiff City mm. and then you've got a problem which they already have a problem in their crowd numbers
1: Yeah, well I mean that's a big focus at the, the minute Paul isn't it, off the pitch the season tickets for next season have been launched there's some good deals in there actually been quite a, a positive response from fans to all that what, what, what do you make about about the season tickets for next year what, what, what will Cardiff be aiming for?
2: Yeah, first of all, on on what Blakey was saying, very quickly, Cardiff City will never, ever be boring. (laughs) Never, ever. Um, i have covered that club for many, many years now, and it's never remotely come close to boring. It's boom or bust, (laughs) never cease to amaze, whatever. So there will always be interesting stories for Cardiff fans to get their teeth into. With regard to season tickets, I haven't spoken to the hierarchy this week, but I'm told that they're... um, happy very happy with with initial sales um what i found fascinating was that they they made history on friday night at the wales island rugby game by actually promoting their season tickets at the six nations game wow i've never known that happen before almost had a little bit of a subtle dig at the Welsh rugby union as well even though they were on their own patch by emphasizing how cheap family tickets were to watch Cardiff city next season mm. um, that rugby, it's eighty quid a ticket or seventy quid ticket. a ticket. Yeah. It's even been a hundred quid a ticket this year, hasn't yeah. it? For, Just for get some yourself six. in the box with the editor. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. If I'm on <laughs> <me. laughs> yeah, you do. You're right. Um, so, yeah, there, there are deals. They've been inventive with the season tickets. They they probably have to be, don't yeah. they? Well, you better they're charging
0: again an extra two or three thousand mm-hmm. at the tenner or a fiver or 20 quid whatever it, it works out to be you better get an extra 3 or 4 thousand than having
2: 3 or 4, four thousand empty seats so just yeah. so if you amazing, were if you were to rewind to this time last year when uh, Cardiff were technically still with the chance of the top six under Russell slate, but realistically he was never going to get Cardiff in the top six I think he's lost his job twice since then hasn't he Blakey Coventry yeah, exactly, Coventry, yes. Coventry and, and, uh, and uh, Charter yeah. um, so they were never going to get in the top six but it was like a mid table mediocrity almost type thing again. But there wasn't too much enthusiasm going forward. This time mm. with the season ticket sales, there is a genuine enthusiasm for rightly or wrongly that under Warnock next season, Cardiff will be a top six team and genuinely challenging for promotion. Mm. So I think there is a buzz about people buying the season tickets for next year mm. that it could be a something a special mm. season again, mm. as it was under
1: Malky Mackay. Mm. Um how much of an impact will the rest of the season have on that, or is it really all about the summer and when fancy signings and changes? Or is that why it's important? Things don't fizzle out.
0: What I would say is, don't get your hopes up too high on too many major signings, because don't think as much as Neil Warnock has said. You know, eight, ten million quid. He thinks he can get it done. Let's be realistic. It's going to be in that. I say then you're looking at players either from the championship or from the lower leagues. Can't see getting too many players from the Premier League. Well, I can't see you getting one for eight million quid. That would be deemed if you are looking at the likes of Under Marky Mackay, they signed um what was his name, went to in Milan? Riddell. The, the Riddell. Madel, You know, that was a big major signing. Okay, Cornelius, not a great player, but a big major signing. Mm. I can't see that sort of thing happening again at Cardiff City. So you've got to realise, you've got to think, if Neil's thinking to himself, I need about 8, 10 million quid, he's looking at wheeling and dealing. He's looking at bringing uh, a few faces in that people might scratch their heads and go, huh? Hmm. But he obviously can get more out of them, and he sees the potential in them. So, if Cardiff the, hadn't wasted
2: eight million on Cornelius, maybe uh, fifteen million bit. on Cornelius <laughs> yes. was. Was, was just crazy. I think. I think again to go back to your question, they're making a back on that. To go back it. to that question about um, does the rest of the season have an impact on it? Personally, I think probably not. I think the season is going to fizzle like. I think it's the, the default setting from a lot of fans will now be plan ahead for August and mm. see where and go again in right. August and do you know what it may be a desperately disappointing campaign next season but the, the feeling at the moment is that with Warnock in charge mm. Cardiff will be there or thereabouts and I've got faith in Warnock and I I'm, I've got faith I'm in him I'm to be I think the Warnock. most difficult part and I'll maintain it is keeping him yeah
0: I really do I think the most difficult part the club has got is once they've agreed what they're going to do, because obviously everything's happy, everything's rosy at the moment, they they cannot renege on any promises they've made him. Because I think that's where he'll just pick up and say, OK, I'm off. And he's made it painfully clear he's not like in it for the money or you know he's able to walk away and yeah. he's able to find other jobs. Because he is, let's be <coughs> fair. So I think that that is my biggest worry. Because... Neil Warnock isn't a young forty-year-old, you know, desperate to stay in at the championship club and will be bullied around or told what to do. He's his own man. He's, you know, we all know. Well, advertised seven titles, looking for an eighth. So I don't think he needs the the stress of trying to fight the board as well. So mm. I, I'm hoping. I'm fingers crossed that whatever they've agreed.
1: You know, it all sounds reasonable. I know he's met with the financial directors as we did, to, for them to explain mm, financial FFP. fair play to him, mm. him and, and exactly what that means in mm. terms. Which, from what I'm told, <laughs> he
2: didn't really understand any more than any of us. Quite university frankly, enough. so no no blame attached <laughs> to him there. Mm. In terms of the, of the I, in terms of the walnut factor and the, if there is a positive about mid table mediocrity, it's that as Blakey said, when Cardiff when he came in, Cardiff were rock bottom, mm. cut adrift, no confidence devoid of any momentum and for him to actually turn that around Mm. by by early to mid-March as mid-table in inverted Commons mediocrity is a hell of an achievement It is massively isn't it? Because you've got to climb the ladder, Paul and a financial fair play I mean
0: you know you can spend up to 60% of your um, Mm. budget and what have you but Cardiff have clearly just you know totally gone way, way, way out of control between the Malky Mackay and you'd say probably Russell Slade, even um, Paul Trollope had funds to bring players in, you know, so they've got to get their house in order off the pitch because what it does, and this is a prime example, it then allows your manager and your Warnock to go comfortably into the market and wheel a deal Mm. and make signings. Okay, I'll, I'll take him for 4 million and take him for 3 million uh, I'll sell him for 2 million, I'll get 6 million for him, so we're back-breaking him, rather than thinking to himself, right, what have I got? I've got to trade carefully. Yeah. Right, i nick him for a million, and then the club who you're buying him from know it's Cardiff City, who have got a multi-billionaire owner, mm-hmm. No, we want 5 million for him, and then you Neil know, Warnock's, you're kind of stumped. So it's really uh, important that the FFP... You know, the club do manage their financial affairs a lot better than what they have done to date. Well, mm,
1: mm. finger's crossed, I'm sure they
0: Because it's going to be the same for every manager. That's the problem. No matter who you bring in, you could bring in, you know, Fabio Capello tomorrow. You know, it, it, it wouldn't matter. His hands would be tied to a degree. Yeah. And trying to be... It's, it's hard enough to be successful over the course of, like, 40 odd games in a season. But to have it with kind of one-hand time behind <coughs> your back because of irregularities that you don't affect or you're not the problem or the cause, you haven't caused that, to them, you know, it's already causing a friction without there being any sort of arguments. because, like you say, you're having to explain the financial fair play and explain reasons why we can't say, he is an open checkbook, sort of thing. Mm. Or he is a part of 20 million. Yeah, It
1: is a shame, isn't it, yeah. what's happened over previous Shooting years? Shooting yourself
0: in the foot, John, mm. in the long term. Hence why I say, short, mid, long-term planning. Plan. Have a plan. Have a five-year plan, get to the end of it, and then, you know, well, last year, rewrite another one for the next five years. But a man with a plan is, is, is worth nothing to me in, in, in this situation.
1: Hmm. Well, Why do you think they did go so wrong, Paul, in the, the managerial appointments after Mackay? You know, Solskjaer, Slade, Trollope, all, all three of them in different ways, just you know, big flops, really.
2: Um, well, actually, Solskjaer I thought was an exciting appointment to start with. He, he had really? a really good record in Norway. I appreciate um, that's Norway, not for <laughs> the championship. But he was being heavily linked with Aston Villa, West Brom, clutch of. Premier League clubs, I think for Cardiff. Cardiff generally thought they got a coup by persuading him to come here. Um, he just, I don't think, I still don't think Solskjaer was as bad as his team showed up <laughs> here to be. He cannot be because that team was just chaotic. You know, you go there, 6 3 to Liverpool was a perfect example of the Solskjaer era, right? Yeah. Then they'd win a game, they'd go to Southampton, win it 1 0. Then they go to Newcastle and Sunderland and be absolutely abject as they lost 3-0, 4-0 or whatever. It was up and down. Um, Slade, so I think Solskjaer was Mehmet Dalman's choice. Just didn't work out. Slade was very much Tan's choice, Vincent Tan's choice. I thought it was a terrible appointment personally at the time. Nothing has changed my mind since, but Vincent Tan is adamant that Slade did a better job under much tighter mm. financial controls than either Ole or Malky McKay did. Um, Trollope was a safety first choice again. Mm-hmm. It was never going to work was out that We're not
0: going to pay big dough out of Yeah, that
2: was a romantic choice in terms of, you know, they were going to play this Welsh way as Blake said, you can't play the Welsh way without Gareth Bale's pace, blah, 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 all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, never worked out. I don't think the fans were ever going to mm. really Give Slade or troll up a chance? No, I think they were going to give Solskjaer a chance, but mm. they could quickly say it was chaos. <laughs> yeah, it was. And the problem chaotic. was, hey, in football, John, and this is what I'm saying: if you're
0: planning correct, it, this this is a typical people with money walking into football, and you've seen it with so many other clubs walking into football, thinking well, this is easy. I know what I'm doing, yeah. you know, and getting their fingers burnt, and you know. There are a few clubs out there who've been burnt like Cardiff have been burnt, you know. They they hit the buffers all over the place. Squad too big, wages too high, financial fair play broken, uh, you know, (coughs) transfer embargo, you name it. They just just got hit left, right and centre. And if you're totally inexperienced, all these things coming up at the same time, you don't know when you're going from to post, you're all over the place. And that's what Cardiff were. And it's taken till now for them to understand it, I feel. They're not trying to get it under control, is understanding it. Because if you've got a manager of the experience of Warnock who's coming in saying, I don't understand it, and <laughs> he's been in the game for 40-odd years, yeah. it's going to be really difficult for those people who walk in who have no knowledge of football to get their head around it so it's taken a long time but it is about reading it and getting an understanding it and mm. then how is that going to affect our club how does that affect our budget going forward over the next year three five seven years right what do we what can we allow to have as a squad what can we allow to take on from our 18s into our 21s why because it's all relative it's, you know, whether they're 18 and a professional or 29 and a professional, they're on the books, they're on the wage structure. So it all falls into place on, right, you can only have this amount spent on wages. But what Cardiff were doing, we're kind of like just, I had to ignore that. We can, almost like, we can buy our way out of that.
2: Mm.
0: But then it starts hitting you with transfer goes You can't. By way I it. think
2: what strikes me about the managers is the contrast in them you had, you had Malky, one of the highly rated young managers in, um, in British football taking over from an experienced old hand in Dave Jones mm. some of the football under Malky was boring mm. right? but it was all in such an exciting era because of the uniqueness of it in terms mm. of the promotion um, then you went from Malky's defensive football to the most cavalier, gung-ho approach imaginable under Raleigh. You went from him to a manager who was supposedly on the brink of being sacked by Leighton Orient. You went from Slade to Trollope, who was manager of Bristol Rovers about 37 years ago. I know it's not as long ago <laughs> as that, right? But, and you've gone from Trollope, who really is a rookie manager, yeah. albeit a brilliant coach, clearly, as he showed with Wales in the Euros and with Brighton at the moment. You've gone from that to the most veteran of them all. Mm. And it's all up... You know, there's no... I think it was no a great point. And, Paul. This, and this is the the opposite, if I may say, to the friends down the road mm. who, okay, look, it's changed a bit more recently with yeah, the, the Americans coming. But by, but by and large, you know, they've gone for a, a Brendan Rodgers or or a Roberto Martinez or a Michael Laudrup or a Paul Clement, sort of young and hungryish manager. So do you same template, same style of play? Do you, well, see what so I mean? you made a was word
0: Cardiff have You mentioned uh, a word there, a template. So Cardiff have had no consistency. So the point we used to make a year or so ago in the boot room was they went from a, an offensive manager in Dave Jones to a defensive manager in Malky to a very offensive manager in Solskjaer
2: to a 4-4-2 to a, straight to lines, a, I can't move to the a tactics. very
0: yeah a very old fashioned minimalistic let's say manager in in uh, very, very diplomatic name. yeah in yeah. Sley and then. Uh, they then went to the Trollop, playing the Wales
2: way. Supposedly. Playing the Wales
0: way, way. Well, you know, you can't. What are you expecting him to do? You know, is, is this something that was discussed in the boardroom? So, you you had extremes. There were opposites, polar opposites. There, so there was no, um, there was no continuation and this mm. is why then people go some people go ah oh, philosophies what's philosophies it's all rubbish philosophy. well this is what you're talking about so your club has a philosophy and then you pick a manager on the way you know what our fans like to see kind of players we have and the kind of club we want to be you pick a manager that kind of fits that mould hence why those down the road yes they had a bit of a shake up with Bradley and one of you but you think of the loud drops you think of, like you said, um, Rodgers, you think now of Clement, you,
2: they Martinus.
0: all... Le, Le, Martinez. they're all of a similar... They all play a similar brand, similar yeah. style, which fits into now, which fits into a way the Swansea fans have accepted. Like we always say, Cardiff fans wouldn't accept that way of playing football. No. If they did, it's going to take you five years to get it through. Yeah? And okay because of those down road play that
2: way that's an even bigger reason why we don't want to play the same I, s- I saw this first hand earlier this season with Trollope who did want to play that way and mm. um, I commend it personally mm. I'd rather football is played on the floor of it, right but I tell you now when they were passing it around at the back fans were how fans <laughs> were howling, get it forward didn't mm. they? because that is the way Cardiff yeah. fans expect yeah. that. To- Dave Jones's team played that way yeah. albeit there was some stardust further forward yeah Malky's team was by and large lumped up to Helgeson, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and Warnock's teams play that way, don't they? Historically yeah. have done. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I Harvard always, fans I always, what I call up and at them. I always look at our era,
0: Paul, or like the era I played for Cardiff. So when I first came in, there wasn't, you know, Cardiff were really they were full of youngsters. You know, Mo Scott, Jason Perry, Allen, um, Big Allen was his second name. What uh, position? Centre back. Uh, you know, long, dark hair, anyway. You know, you can't remember him? No. Anyway, go oh. on, yeah. But they were all, you know, it was young players and there wasn't a lot of, what I would say, status. You mean Lee Charman? Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. All right, uh, all right. Uh, Lewis. Alan Lewis. Sorry, Louis. I'm making an apology there. <laughs> okay. Play with Louis. But it was experience and a lot of youth Yeah, because it was affordable. Then, when kind of Rick Wright took over and Eddie May um, took the manager's job, before that the fans would do three or four thousand. But then, when Eddie took over, it just blew up because he played a style of football which he was saying to me, Cohen Griffiths, Chris Pike, uh, Carl Dale, Phil Stant. Phil Stant, as a front for Nicky Richardson, yeah. as a front. Four six. Go and perform. He, it, it was never like... He never said to me... Right, you got to do this. you got to do that. you got to do this. All he'd say to me is defensively... Do your job when you need it. When Damon needs you. Otherwise... Your job is to go and so rip them the, apart. So was it, the,
2: was it get the ball forward as quickly as possible, and then you lot rip them get apart? Get the ball, yeah. Don't one, it was, last last was never like likely. pass
0: it out of the back. So this is where it we didn't have, have the players
2: and, for it. This we had started then.
0: Yeah, happen, Jason yeah. Perry wasn't a player. who you'd say, okay, he's like Kevin Ratcliffe could pick out a yeah. and taught Pezza a lot, but Pezza was just a diehard. You know, I will go and put my body on the line mm-hmm. for the cause. And he, what he would do, would give it the players who could play. So you know what you're getting out of Pezza he's the one who's going to keep you from conceding goals, he's going to be a clean sheet he's going to put his body in front of anything, if there's a cannonball he'll put his body in front of it and then the attacking players, do your job you know, and I I think the mix worked because it was fast play it was ball on the ground play but it wasn't slow build up slow build up, it was mate, get the ball forward fast Boom, boom, boom. Always play forward. So and That's, that's Warnock's style, totally, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played with, uh, under Roy Hodgson. He was very much the same. He wasn't a pass it around the back, pass around the back. It was get the ball up, get it to those people who could do damage. Get it to Damien Duff, get it to Chris Sutton, get it to Nathan Blake. Get it to, get it to the players who can do damage quickly, as quickly as possible. Whereas Swansea's a very patient, you know... They can get it to the danger play and the danger player can play it back and play it back wide and play all the way back to the keeper. You know, understanding Cardiff and I think the closest since I've left is that, we've come to that, is Dave Jones' team, even though they couldn't quite get over the line. They had the good balance of good defenders, good midfielders, great midfielders, some good of them, tamper. and a lot of pace and a lot of tactical skill up
1: front. Mm. T- talking about your, your era, uh, there, Blakey and some of the players used to play. We must mention, of course, sad news the last week or so um, regarding Paul Windy Miller's son mm. Philip, who uh, mm. who passed away at a young age. I know you've been out to the funeral. Yeah, um, really sad occasion. Yeah,
0: really, 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 really sad occasion. Because young Philip, he was um, he was born just before he came for when came to Cardiff, but he was a babby at Cardiff, so we knew him. Um, from he was, you know, a toddler walking mm. and talking, uh, and he was such a lovely kid. And um, yeah, really, really difficult occasion because you know you don't like to see your friends in pain and what have you, and there's not a lot you can do other than say the normal. You, mm. you be there, you attend the funeral, and you know, if you need a phone call or anything, any time of day, night, you're there. But um, you know, great. I mean great might be the wrong word but I think people understand great funeral great turnout like a lot of young people a lot of older people Mm. great sense of community um, the politicians there a lot of people there and Paul and his wife and his daughter they all his daughter done a fantastic poem really heartfelt so did Mm. his wife his his former wife Catherine and then Wendy stood up and and he just said I'm going to have a rant and said it how it is you know, uh, explain the problems young Philip had. Um, went through that, and then kind of had a dig at the politicians, saying you need to, you know, be able to fund mental health and things like that, and and addictions and things. And um, it was just, you know, it was just all round. It, it, it was it was nice to be there, yeah, you know, mm. for someone you've known since he was practically since he was born. But sad, but you know
2: in you, you did get comfort from that funeral. It, it, it was a special occasion. Job, like you yeah. know, Blake, speaking of comfort. I mean, Cardiff City fans, you know, when when they need to get behind their team, are absolutely fantastic. Mm. But off the field, mm. in instance, I bet you they have inundated Miller with messages. They support just. I bet they, you they. they you, you know.
1: Do you know the be,
0: the biggest compliment I, I can pay Cardiff fans is they are. They, there's no. You can't distinguish between the player and the fan in my era, right? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yes, one plays, one, one sings, yeah, but they really did, they were in unison. Yeah. So, you would go out in Cardiff yeah. and you would see all the boys, you go up to the valleys and do things, and you know, do question and answer and have a few drinks. And so. so, the affiliation between the fan and the player from my era was you know the fan would talk to you like he was your bigger brother like you know get your backside in gear we need you know mm. eddie saw them out remember that chant eddie saw them out eddie eddie saw them out it was like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're uh like i say like, they're like a father talking to a child yeah. or a big sing, brother talking.
2: sing that again i don't know that tried, you yeah. never <laughs> say that <Is> <laughs> eddie saw them out blakey's yeah. going on the x factor now <laughs> uh, another thing
1: a similar theme, actually, talking to Bluebirds fans. A lot of them will be going down to the stadium on uh, on Mother's Day. Not sure that's the best day to have Kevin McNaughton's testimonial, but Ooh. take your mother along as a, as a little uh, <laughs> as a little treat. Yeah. Uh, you know, lots of uh, lots of players coming back: uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, Michael Chopra, Andy Legs, there, like Darren Purse, Ernie, Rob Earnshaw. Craig Conway is coming back Sinclair John Parkin Paul Parry uh, the list uh, goes on and Craig Bellamy is managing the one side mm-hmm. and playing and um, obviously McNaughton is the the other one uh, should be a good occasion for a player a real fan's favourite McNaughton yeah I mean he, you no. know uh,
0: great great decade or so he added the club and you know, very good player Pro- probably underrated for me outside mm. of of um, Cardiff City but um No, wonderful servant for the club, and you know, you just hope the fans turn up in their droves. And he, you know, at the end of the day, one is to say thank you from him to the fans and vice versa, Mm. and two, you'd hope he can make um, make a a few shillings off it because uh, clearly, you know, he's just missed out on the era of the super wage I call it yeah absolutely mm.
1: now controversially Paul you, you, you're one who I seem to remember was never quite as convinced as the rest of us about Mr McNaught you, you were never a, a super yeah. fan as it <gasps> was no I think I mean super
2: Cap, as the Cardiff fans called him um, he's one of these figures that you almost dare not say anything negative it's <laughs> <to him. laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. a bit like Gerard in yeah. Liverpool and all that but I always I always felt that he wouldn't, you know. He he would go so far in football, McNaughton, but he lacks the ability on the ball to really cut it in the Premier League. Whereas Cardiff fans would never have that from me, you know. When I used to have these discussions, debates, arguments with them, oh, he'd be brilliant in the Premier League. I, I just couldn't see it with McNaughton. I think you got a bit more time on the ball than that. But I've got to say, the one thing you would never ever <coughs> question is Kevin McNaughton's commitment. I remember sitting. Behind the goal it was, actually, for the Reading, I was sitting with my kids, I took my kids to the game, um, for the Reading um, playoff semi-final a few years back, mm-hmm. and it ended up 0-0, and you have got the greatest view from behind the goal, right, but you see everything that's happening right in front of you, and Cardiff were attacking, and suddenly Reading broke away, and I think it was Shane Long was clean through, and Shane Long is quick, quick right, yeah. Shane Long was clean through, and he's raced all the time. And suddenly, McNaughton appeared from nowhere and, and almost lunged from five yards away and, and won the ball just mm. before Long was able to shoot. And it's probably the greatest tackle I've ever seen in mm. my life, you know. Mm. And my kids were sort of like, how do he manage that down And all? You know, that was the sort of effect Kevin McNaughton would have on mm. Cardiff fans. It's, the, it's the, um, the commitment, the passion, the enthusiasm, the longevity. Put his body on the line. He played left back. He played right yeah. back. He played centre back. He played right across the back four for Cardiff. He get injured. Um, he get injured because he was so uh,
0: committed. You know, mm-hmm. like Paul said, he's just come out of nowhere with a ridiculous yeah, challenge. Yeah. He but Blakey's
2: Blake not saying it here, right? But he agrees with me deep down. I'm sure that in terms of the ability on the ball, an autumn <laughs> probably was. That's the reason to me. He wasn't in the Premier League because he had everything else. You would need. He was quick. He was committed. He was strong in the tackle. He was good enough in the air. He had everything you needed as a defender mm. and he was a brilliant championship defender.
0: I don't know, I can't Silent, silence, from yeah. <laughs> silence
2: from Blake. Silence from Blake. This <laughs> is not a criticism of Norton. <laughs> yeah, you stand out there and you're He was... i like trying yeah. to bring me into your criticism. Ta- <laughs> t- tell you what I would like to see. You mentioned Bellamy and Norton as rival managers. I'd love to have seen those two in a battle on the pitch at the, in their pomp. Oh, yeah. but they said Bellas. Bellas were eating
0: him with his words. I, was I don't say, know about I don't know about both plays, quick, both yeah, quick, yeah, but uh, mm. Bella's was just you know. I think it's a. I actually think it's no, it's maybe not a kind of thing because Gareth Bell is very almost reserved on the, on the football pitch. And when you see him push someone the other day, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe he reacted. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, I know. It's like, like I, I. think it's like like I b- born in Ely. Uh, Bellas I, I'm not sure where Bellas is from is, is he like um, Bellas is the other end of the card of Trowbridge Way Yeah, Romney Way yeah. Romney that's yeah. it he's yeah. a Romney boy so um, you know the tongue tends to run away with you and <laughs> especially <laughs> like playing in when you go outside Wales, people don't realise it, but you get so much stick on the pitch. Like for your Welsh accent? Because you're Welsh. Right. I'm telling you, you get so much stick. They got so many jokes because you know the Welsh are portrayed on TV as being a bit dippy and a bit stupid, innit? it? You know, we always seem to be the butt of the <laughs> joke and all that. So you used to get that. So you had to give as as good as you got, like you know. So mm. your tongue had to be
2: sharp and quite vicious at times. I'll totally. admit. Well, no, I, I do think, though, that McNaughton—you know—he's a genuine icon amongst Cardiff fans. yes They sing, I won't. I won't do a Blake and sing here, but they—you know—and I won't even mention all the words here. Obviously <laughs> really right? But they sing this song about "I wish I had silver hair too." You know, there's a special affinity. So, you know, Cardiff fans get down and support a great cause. I say. Let's, let's move on.
1: Let's finish up then uh, with a brief, uh, brief look at this weekend's game. Ipswich um, predictions. I mean, in terms of key. Key men, key danger men. And Tom Lawrence, who I know we've talked about a fair bit over the last uh, last couple of weeks, a uh, having season. a great season. Emily yeah. Hughes not available for this game. Um, yeah, Tom Lawrence, what's your thoughts? What's your predictions for the game? Same again, one one probably. <laughs>
2: uh, I don't know. It, it's hard to judge Ipswich. They don't score goals. Ipswich, do they? No. And the
0: last time I watched them, first half they were terrible. Second half they were great. So um, it's a, it's a difficult one to call. It, it, it's a, it's a kind of game where you want to say you'd expect us to go and win, but they're not a team that just roll over and die, and they're not a team that are going to be easily run over anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's, they're the kind of team who could nick a 2-1, you know what I mean? Who Or could comfortably beat a 3-0, and we could comfortably beat them 3-0. So...
1: I don't know it's like <laughs> To summarise, you haven't got a clue. I haven't.
0: I'm really <laughs> lost on that that uh, on Ipswich because they are a very di- difficult team to you know. Yeah, yeah you, you don't know what you're going to get with them.
1: Hmm. Okay. Paul can you offer anything <laughs> anything more substantial than uh, than that? No, much no, the
2: same. Blake has just confused me. Um <laughs> I was going to say 1 0 Cardiff, but then I'm just thinking, as he mentioned, now it's such a bit of a bogey team to Cardiff, aren't yeah, they? Home yeah, and away. They yeah. seem to always mm, win down yeah, games, yeah. you know? we never seen them go there and do well. And I've seen them win games down here yeah. as well. So even when the team had the great players in yeah. it. So I don't know.
0: I'm Mick McCarthy, let's be fair. He's, he's you
2: know. I'm going to stick with 1 0 Cardiff. 1 0 Cardiff. 1-0 Cardiff. Mm. Not an overly brilliant game, though.
0: Yeah. I'd say 1-1 I'd say one, one again because yeah. I think both teams are just in that they're nothing to play for they're not going to yeah. get relegated it's kind of like you might throw up an exciting 4-3 three or 3-3 three, three or something like that but I would say probably 1-1 one, one. Yeah. both teams are looking to build for next season as well
1: Okay, good stuff. Thanks, chaps. I think we'll leave it there for today. Thanks for uh, covering quite a breadth of topics there, didn't we? Uh, Very good stuff indeed. See, who says there's nothing to talk about at Cardiff City? Absolutely. Indeed. Thank you for listening, as always. We'll see you again next week. Take care.